I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. My name is Jason Stewart. You're listening to The Stew. My co-host, Chris Chang, is here. Hi. We were supposed to have a guest, um, Matt, the editor of Eater LA, but uh, he's a a no-show, unfortunately. Hopefully, everything's okay. Hi, Matt. Hope you're all right. Hope you're all right. Hope the family's all right. If they're not... That'd be weird. If you have pets, I hope the pets are all right. <laughs> so, uh, so we're just gonna uh, we're just gonna go for it and wing it like we did last week, and then he'll be on again. We're gonna do another episode later this week with uh, Nate, who is our friend who does cold pressed juices, mm. and we're gonna learn all. We're gonna find out all the myths of cold pressed juicing. Find, figure out what what to do, what not to do. I have a lot of questions. Blending versus crushing? There's, yeah, you know, like, what actually is the benefit of the cold pressing and is, you know, what stuff is better to juice than to blend and people say you should juice your veggies and not your fruits. Shouts goes out to her. (sighs) Does anyone remember that? No one knows what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Amy Adams in the elevator? Oh, God bless Amy Adams, by the way, if you're listening, Amy. Mm -hmm. Love ya. Um, she tells uh, Mr. Phoenix that you have to uh, juice your veggies and eat your fruits. Otherwise, you're just drinking all sugar. That's true. Amy knows. I mean, it was in a movie, so it must be real, yeah. right? Also, shouts goes out to Amy Adams and the inside of her chest in American <laughs> Hustle. American Hustle. What year she, is this? American Hustle. She has a great... Uh, the inside of her boobs are great. Yeah, that's uh, Vivian Westwood. Vintage. Is it? I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had Vivian do the whole wardrobe for her. I don't think so. It was just boobs. You can have boobs with Vivian Westwood. So you guys like juice? <laughs> uh, well, Autumn Autumn has a, ro- a, a, a imposed oh, on us. Dear <laughs> Autumn has a rose. That's weird. <laughs> Autumn is among us. We are in an autumnal state of cuisine. The, the leaves in California are staying green. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changing except it's really dark when I leave work now. I know. And it's it's getting a little bit colder in the mornings, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, it's still 85 degrees at 3 in the afternoon, but when I wake up in the morning, it's getting a little, little chillier. And so I know. Starbucks has changed their menu. <laughs> yeah. Pumpkin spice is already out. Have you, already, have you ever had one of those? No, I have not. <laughs> My coworker Steven, last year around this time, came in with a, a drink from Starbucks, and he never gets a coffee before work. And we were like, oh, what do you have in there? Pumpkin spice latte? And he was like, actually, yeah. And that was his mistake because to this day we make fun of him for it. And uh, I sent my intern today out. To Starbucks to come back with a pumpkin spice latte for Steven. <laughs> that was a use of company Have you funds. tried it? Never. I mean, it must be rough. Yeah, I don't know. It's pumpkin syrup and uh, espresso shot sounds gnarly. 
But it is a little, it's a little food, foodie one-on-one to talk shit on the pumpkin spice latte, you know? We're above it. Are we? We are, yeah. I'd like to think so. I like chicken wings and football. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was looking at the, uh, speaking of Eater, I was looking at the Eater website earlier today and they have like chat room forms for listeners who don't know Eater is like a big, it's like the... TMZ of food. <laughs> it's a huge website. Jessica Simpson's lunch. <laughs> uh, in terms of size and and outreach, not so much. But it does have a lot of gossip and stuff. But it's like boring gossip. Like, it's like rumor has it that Ludo's new restaurant will be in this corner. Yeah, but it's even even lower. Like room, you know, like there might be a. Dunk, like a Dunkin' Donuts. Mario Batali stubs his toe at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> they um, they have like forums where people can type in questions and stuff like that. And one of them was uh, asking people what their favorite restaurant that they frequent, despite it not really being very good. And you a, have one of those. And then, uh, a lot of people said Buffalo Wild Wings. Really? Which is kind of weird. I've never been there. Well, if we're talking wings, I would embarrassingly say uh, Big Wangs because they fry their wings. <laughs> as opposed to... As opposed to Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings wings are like very sticky when you get them. I've never... It's not sauce. It's just like... They have to fry them, though. I don't know. Well, Big Wangs knows how to fry a wing. Do you like Hooters Wings? No. Hooters Wings and Buffalo Wild Wings are very... Much on the same page for me. As a as a Korean man, the mm-hmm. wing arguably is done best by your people. But you know what? It's not because like it is in theory, but like all the chains like Bonchon and Kyochun, like they're not super crispy when you get them. They're soggy in like the KFC way. You know, they're as crispy as KFC. But in theory, like if you do it at home, sure, yeah. I don't know, man. I've had pretty crunchy ones. Really? I mean, it's fried, so it's good. So that's the only reason I <laughs> go to these places. But they're also very overpriced. That is true. Because yeah. a chicken wing... I think if you go to, like, Obi Bear or one of those, like, sit-down spots in Koreatown where you go, can I smoke cigarettes in here? And they go, no. But if you just do it, they don't say anything. Like, you have to go to those places and you'll get a crispy <laughs> wing. Yeah, that is a Korean thing, right? Smoking cigarettes inside? Well, be yeah, being able to and 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 not saying anything. That's like you know a lot of spots in Koreatown. Not to blow up our spot, mm-hmm. but you know they serve alcohol past four in the morning <laughs> or past two in the morning. Mm-hmm. But you know up till four in the morning, they're not supposed to do that. They are not, and they're also not supposed to have prostitutes there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for listeners at home, prostitutes are these ladies. That you pay money to have sexual intercourse with. But for some reason, in Koreatown spots, it seems to go go by just fine. I think, you know, the real loophole is you don't openly advertise it. It's just sort of implied. <laughs> Much like the smoking. And yeah. And so you, you guys have a don't ask, don't tell policy. And it also works the same way with water refills. Ooh. <laughs> For listeners at home, Jason's white. You can tell by his name, Jason. Yeah, Stewart. one uh, one time I went to this Korean place that's like Korean and Chinese food combination, like it's like a little hybrid of the two, which is because com- we're all the same. It's a it's we a common same, but that's a common kind of restaurant, right? Yes. 
And they'll have like the Zhajiang noodles. Black bean noodle. Black bean noodles. Translating. And other stuff. <laughs> but I went there with a Korean friend of mine and they sat the table and they put chopsticks in front of him and they put a fork in front of me. And then and with, without saying any word or anything, it was just that's how it goes. And then and also when I go to like some places, I'll, I'll ask like, hey, can I have the banchan? And then they just laugh at me. <laughs> Silly Westerner, I know. tricks are for kids. I know you have to. You have to. When, like the banchan is free. We all know it's there. For listeners who don't know banchan, when you get Korean food from most places, they'll drop five to ten different little plates of pickled nib- goodies, nibbles, pickles, like and side dishes, little baby side dishes that they'll refill. But in, but you have to. But you don't get any of those until you order something. You know, but like the unlimited panchan is a very LA thing I've found in recent times because there's so much competition from all these other restaurants. Like, it's it goes without saying in LA. Whereas, you know, my sister went up, uh, went to school up north in like Northern California. This podcast is from California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said, you know, the Korean restaurants are very sparse, so they'll charge you like for every set of punch on you order hmm. and, that, and that's kind of probably normal in most places yeah I, but in la so. one place does it and then another place does it and then next thing you know everywhere does it mm-hmm. kind of like cocaine well do you have any <laughs> do you have any restaurants that you would consider that you frequent that you don't think it's that good but you just keep going there you know uh i was just actually uh, talking to my friend about this the other day like there are so many taco trucks in la but you go to certain ones, uh, a lot of times less because of taste and more because of convenience. Mm-hmm. And those sort of become like, you know, you grow sort of acclimated to the taste of these taco trucks. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how every single taco truck in LA tastes different from one another. Like from the meat to the sauce, like everything is very distinctive to each truck. And, you know, you have your favorite or the best one, but that's, if you're in the neighborhood, sure. But um, I was just talking, like, I used to live in uh, Koreatown near 3rd and Western, where there's a uh, fantastic little truck called Taco Suanitas. And uh, it's not my favorite taco truck, but it was my favorite simply because I could walk there and, you know, I crave that flavor every now and then now. It's one of those things. It's tied to memory and it's... Like, you know, and same with, like, Larchmont Sandwiches. I used to live near Larchmont, and I would go to that wine and cheese shop a lot, and they make great sandwiches. I'm not, like, you know, taking a poop on the chest of any of these sandwiches or taco <laughs> trucks. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, why would I drive all the way to Santa Monica to get a cold-cut sandwich from Bay Cities mm-hmm. when I could walk five minutes and get this incredible different kind of sandwich, you know? I've I've found myself a lot of times... Speaking of like a taco truck situation where there will be a place where I know overall it's a better, like this place will have the best meat, the best tacos, the best burritos or whatever, but they don't have chips or they don't have guacamole or something. And sometimes as an American, you know, just generic man that part will kick in the struggle is real and i will i will go to a lesser place because i know that i can get 
some chips and guac as well. Okay. And eat like a worse taco. <laughs> Do you have this for fast food places as well? Ye- kind. I don't. I don't go to any fast food places except for In and Out Burger or Del Taco. Um, so not really. Our friend Kate Green. One night, um, we passed by a Taco Bell, and mm-hmm. there's another Taco Bell that's closer to her house than the one that we passed. But she was like, "This is the one I go to because it's better. I'll drive out of the way to go to this one because it's better than the other one." For a Taco Bell? Yeah, for a Taco Bell. That's I don't I find that hard to believe. I feel yeah. like they're all the same. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know. Unless you, uh, unless you go to like a Taco Bell in an airport or something. Listeners at home, leave us the Twitter comments. <laughs> Tell us what you think. Where your favorite Taco Bell is and why. <laughs> are we a real podcast now? They should, yeah, we are a real podcast. Interaction with the the crowd. Yeah, we're on the iTunes. Use hashtag Bumblebee. Porn. <laughs> we're on the uh, we're on the iTunes new and noteworthy section of the food podcasting. Should just be noteworthy because we're like what six deep now. We're, we're yeah, but that's relatively new in the in the pod world. And one we got a comment from Podcast One. Ooh, we swear too much. That we swear too much. Which I, I don't know if it's the real Podcast One, but Podcast One is a, is like the biggest podcasting network. You know what I say to you, Podcast One. <laughs> F you. <laughs> Frig off. <laughs> Just kidding. Fun you. Just kidding. We love you. Please pick us up. Yeah, please pick us up, even though we probably wouldn't get any money anyways. we get sponsor money. Yeah. Who's well, your ideal sponsor for this podcast? Mm, I don't know. Krispy Kreme Donuts. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. If you're there, I'm here. I was going to... I mean, a lot of food podcasts are sponsored by Blue Apron, uh-huh. <clears throat> but I, I got a Blue Apron service. And I didn't really like it very much. Really? Let's get into that. What didn't you like about the Blue Apron? Well, they they kind of they give you like three meals a week, and they all come in in the same one large box. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this might be interesting. A large package. A large package, if you will. Uh, and I think a lot of listeners might be interested in hearing about this because they've about the large package. They've heard of they've heard of Blue Apron, and they don't. You know they're they're curious to know. So this is like an, an audio visual audio version of an un- unboxing video or something that you might see. But your three three meals or your week's worth of food all comes in one package that's pretty big, and it's all wrapped in this like frozen pack thing to keep it all cold because there's like raw meats and vegetables in there. And, Solo. and it's really and it's a really heavy box like it's i mean it felt like 20 pounds or 30 pounds or something like that it was pretty it was pretty big so they kind of expect all of they, they expect you to receive this and unpack it all and find room in your fridge for all of this stuff because it's all fresh and all of it are they're all perishable ingredients so you kind of have to be ready and able to prepare these meals one after another and if you don't if that doesn't work with your schedule like it d- definitely did not with mine then you're left with an avocado that's gone bad and you know veggies that are dying in the fridge and stuff like that well to be fair blue apron sounds like a service 
for people who necessarily who don't necessarily cook. Yeah. Where you have a fridge full of stuff. That's um, true. Most listeners at home, or you know, many friends of mine, I'll go over to their house and they have like a box of Lacroix sparkling water in their fridge, like in the fridge pack, like the cardboard box, and like a bottle of rosé, mm-hmm. and like a really gross thing of butter, and that's it. And they have room <laughs> for all this stuff, you know. Like, that's I feel like true. Blue Apron is a really great service for people who maybe. Don't cook all the time. But I I'm, I feel like Blue Apron might be better for people who... It might be better if they if the meals came one at a time. time. You know, each day's meal will arrive simply, but maybe they're doing that to shave, mm. shave shipping costs. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's not very green of you, Jason. But I feel like if my grandma received this Blue Apron package, she, like, would sh- she wouldn't be able to, like carry it from the door into the kitchen and unload all of it it's like you know it's it's kind of gnarly right and but you're a big strong man i'm a big strong man so you were able to hold this 20 pound large package i was able to man maneuver it easily but still it was a little i mean it was a little interesting and then the, the the recipes themselves like some of them were pretty healthy and some of them did not seem very healthy at all even though it says the calories are low but one of the dishes was a uh, like a chicken casserole with cheddar biscuit toppings, where it was just a box of like jiffy donut mix that you would get from the ninety nine cent store, and then you like mix it with a bunch of cheddar cheese and bake these biscuits on top of it, which sounds great. I like a cheddar biscuit, but it it seems like pretty unhealthy and pretty. We well, you like, get your cheat just, meals. It, yeah, but it's it it doesn't it's it's not as fresh seeming like it's not like these are or your organic veggies and your artisanal ingredients and your fun dishes. It's like this is like l- low quality biscuit mix in a box that like like a, the little blue jiffy box of biscuit mix that you know you you can get at any supermarket for like seventy nine cents. Well, let's get into this. Um, how is the quality of the produce and the and the meats and whatever? The the meats were they seemed like they're pretty good quality. I had some uh, skirt steak that I skirt <laughs> that I that I grilled rat music, um, and that had a lot of flavor and it was very good. It was a nice cut. Do the recipes follow a proper technique as well? They do. Like they tell you make sure the the meats get in the room temperature. Yeah, they 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 tell you it. It's it's kind of a weird way though, like. If you're used to reading recipes, it's it's different. It's not really for you. It's it's kind of somebody who's not used to reading recipes and little things. It's not in a step-by-step thing. It's more of like a paragraph of things. So it's kind of hard to read. And it'll start off a recipe with like take the take the steak out of the fridge, period, and then do this, 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 and this. And if you miss miss that step or like start a pot of water boiling and they're not like bullet-pointed or a numbered list, it's just like a paragraph full of words and if you miss that you're just like oh i guess i'm screwed here for a half an hour or an hour because i have to let the meat come to room temp or whatever blue apron use those bullet points so blue you ever sent an email and then i i had like a trial membership and i tried and i canceled it and they're like oh you were not within the six day trial cancellation phase so we're gonna send you more food. So we're going to send you more food. And I had to write an email saying, like, 
hey guys, like, don't do this. You have to cancel it, please. I didn't have I because we're living in a, a a day and age where people are afraid of social media backlash from people. Luckily, I didn't have to go that far of saying like, but I've never done that before. Did you threaten with? I'm at them jeans. Look at the blue check mark on Twitter. I I did not do that, but it was the first time in my life where that was running through my head. Where I was like, if these sons of guns, luckily they're super nice and they're really accommodating, and they emailed me back on a weekend and were very cool and chill. But I was like, what the fuck? I can't. I I just want to cancel this. It was like pretty far in advance. You went with son of a gun and then you dropped an Effie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like a couple of days after I had ordered my stuff and I was like, this is not going to work out. Let me just make sure I cancel it now before I forget. And th- and they said no, but I, I it was the first time where I was in the back of my head wondering like, am I going to have to pull out, pull out a... a at them jeans a, gun? A, a Twitter card. I mean, just saying you know, like, because that's how you get things done. A lot of like that's how I know a lot of people where if you have a flight problem, I'll see it all mm-hmm. the time. Like a lot of, but then I'm, they'll fix it and the, and it yeah. works. Yeah. But like as, like me being like a, a professional DJ, a lot of us travel around all the time and fly all the time, and we'll have a flight get fudged up somehow. And so many of my friends on my Twitter timeline will just be like at Delta. I hate you, you piece of shit. You canceled my flight. I'm missing my gig right now. And then within 30 seconds, it'll be like, we're sorry, Mr. Deadmass. Please follow us and DM us your issue and we'll talk to you. And then like an hour later, they'll write, they'll tweet again saying like, this is chill. Yeah, yeah. All chill. Thanks so much, guys. Do you, how much? But nobody, like normal people can't do that. They just, they go up, they have to go pick up a phone and cry to somebody and then be like. To Lurleen. Yeah, they in have Wisconsin. To, they have to, you have, they have to yell at some poor son of a gun in Wisconsin for an hour and just basically chew them out forever, and then call their family and be like, "I guess I'm not coming home for Christmas, sir." You know, but then if you're a DJ with a bunch of Twitter followers, it, you just get it done. How effective do you think that really is, though? Do I think what is like? Let's say you know, in the theoretical, Dead <clears throat> Mouse, Mr. Dead Mouse, Canadian. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ slash producer slash mask enthusiast is, yes. you know, angry at an airline that his flight was canceled and he tweets. How that, effective is that for him? Like how many of his, you know, million, several million followers, I'm sure on Twitter are going to be like, yeah, I'm never flying Delta again. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it affects his followers at all, but I think it makes him be able to get his problem resolved so he doesn't have to badmouth them on a f- public mouse them badmouth them on a public forum of millions because you know every every company is just the power has been get, taken away from them and given to the 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 public with their social medias you know mm-hmm. so back to food back to food <laughs> Would you eat a mouse? Do you think they eat mice anywhere other than like the, you know, what is it, 1800s in England? Do they eat Rats mice? and gruel. <laughs> uh, well, we were just talking about roadkill earlier. We were. Jason and I saw a skunk on Jason's block, and I tried to call it over, like coax it over, and Jason said, no, it's going to spray my house. 
And then I said, oh, it's so cute, though. I heard skunks make great pets, and then I quickly went into... I mean, I would probably... I wonder what it tastes like. I'd probably eat some rat, I guess. If it, yeah. was, if it was prepared correctly by a rat pro. I, I really think that... I mean, if I had to, obviously. Like order life to or death bring or something. out the best of these creatures' flesh is that you find out where they originated, and that's where you get the best flavor. Because otherwise, you know... We were talking about this video that, uh, you know, that was on YouTube of a lady who eats roadkill. And, you know, you've seen it on Honey Boo Boo and whatever, oh, which recently got canceled because Mama June's dating a child molester. But that's Breaking not food-related. Um, Mama June is food-related, though. Shots goes out, Mama June. We love you. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, and, you know, she basically, this lady basically... Saw a dead squirrel and uh, she chunked it up and battered it and deep fried it, which is a very southern. Chunked it up. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. You chunk so that's, meat. Up. Yeah, that's a very. So you're you're. It's like that's a uh, that's a very generic way to prepare animal flesh. So your 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 possible theory is if you want to figure out the best way to cook this animal, you find out who did it first. You find out its origins. Yeah. And where it originated, and whoever's been cooking it the longest should. Know how to prepare it the best. Worked way. out the kinks. Like, back to this uh, guinea pigs in Peru. Right. I bet a guinea pig prepared in the United States is not going to be good as so a guinea pig. A guinea in pig Peru. is best served with some sliced red onion and uh, French fries and a little crudo and some. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it makes sense. You know. Yeah. Like, where is the best? Bat, like people eat bats in a lot of places. Really? Yeah. Do you think they eat the guano as well? Of course. Really? I, I don't know. I mean, they probably there, do something. Is there like any that. cuisine that eats poop? Um, and you, you know, you've heard of like the what is it, like the coffee beans that come out of a jaguar's poop? Yeah. But I don't think anyone's eating the poop itself, and I'm sure they wash these coffee beans thoroughly. I don't think so, but I, I'm sure there are some dishes that have like some trace elements of that matter in it, which seems... Gross. And very uh, dangerous for you. Would you... Okay, if you're stuck somewhere, you're starving to death, you're on, you know... Would I eat White Castle? Yes. Day 30, would you eat your own poop? No, you never. Just, you would just die? Yeah, you can't... That, you won't. You don't get any nutrition from that. From poop? Yeah. Have you ever pooped? <laughs> I've seen corn in my stool before. All right. We can't talk okay. about this anymore. All right. We can't talk about my this My grandpa, anymore. when... Uh, he never ate poop. Don't worry. That's not what I'm going into. My grandpa, who I feel like I've brought up before, uh, R.I.P. dog, uh, only person I've ever wanted to make proud, but now you're dead, so I've got nothing left to live for. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, uh, he was telling me that in war times in Korea... They would have to drink their own urine because there was a shortage of water, and they would melt candles over rice because the wax would fill them up. And me being like a horrible child, I was like, Whoa. drink your own pee. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And I just laughed. Yeah. And I mean, as a child, you can't grasp. Didn't you didn't strike you, me because he loved me. The, or, the candle wax, I mean, obviously people have been forced to drink their own urine for centuries uh, because of whatever situation. But uh, the candle wax on the on the rice is one I've never heard before. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's like 
eating sawdust or something, just something to fill you up. Yeah, straight up, a survival mood. Like, it doesn't give you any nutrition, it's not good for you at all, it's probably bad for you, but it'll make your stomach stop growling for 45 minutes or whatever. Super goth to do that. Damn. So that was, was that like the Korean War? I don't know, he's dead, dude, I can't ask him. (laughs) I Um, wish there was, was, too bad there's no way to ever find out. (laughs) Um, Grandpa, if you're listening from Korean heaven... (laughs) Well, he probably wasn't on SEAL Team 6 is what I'm getting at. No, he was. He definitely fought in the army, though. He had a stump for a leg. Also, another horrible thing I did when I was a child. Um, I remember it's be about food. going... Yeah, it's totally about food. Going over to his house, and he had his like prosthetic like bottom half of his leg off. And I, the first time I ever saw him take it off, so it blew my mind that my grandpa was like a machine... And I remember like just rubbing the stump of his knee and laughing because it's not like, about this is food ridiculous. Yet. And then he would laugh with me, and he was my best friend. Oh my god! And we see food together. See, so it was about food. <laughs> well, that's a very sweet story. Oh, I love my grandpa. Oh, he used to also. This is a gross thing he did with food. He used to like, you know, in his later years, he would get so tired and he hated the taste of coffee, but he loved the taste of Pepsi. <laughs> So he would just mix oh, coffee no. and Pepsi and just be drinking that all day. He would mix coffee and Pepsi. Coffee and Pepsi. And just drink it all day long. Fuck. He's a disgusting. How guy. old did he live till? Till he died, dude. I don't know. <laughs> like 90? Ballpark 90? Maybe yeah, like late 80s or 90, I don't know. Damn. I, well, I, let's try let's try a Pepsi and coffee blend and see what well, I'm happens. I'm sure it's you know I'm sure we could come up with some sort of like a was it red eye gravy kind of thing. Ooh. Because like you know in in a lot of Asian cooking there's plenty of like marinades that use soda. That's true. And I've seen like you know Dr Pepper or like root beer glazed like lamb or like I've seen that plenty. Yeah. So I'm sure we could do like some sort of pork dish. Mimicking red. I would like to have a coffee and Pepsi Slurpee situation. Ooh, that, that sounds a, nice. That sounds nice. Pepsi. Pepsi. Um, well, Halloween is in just a couple days, Chang. Spooky. We uh, last week, if you if you will look on uh, the YouTube channel for Nest Eats, the uh, the YouTube channel that I do some cooking videos and food videos and stuff on there, we cooked. A pumpkin carbonara. Jason cooked a pumpkin carbonara. I cooked a pumpkin carbonara. I ate a banana and said a bunch of bad words that they cut out of the video. Our, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of like this podcast. <laughs> uh, but our, our, the goal was to make a, a carbonara with pumpkin instead of eggs. And pumpkins start out orange, but then when you cook them down, they end up being more yellow than orange. So, and I used black squid ink pasta, so it kind of looks, it was supposed to look black and orange. It was a Wiz Khalifa pasta. But it was a Wiz Khalifa pasta. It was a black and yellow situation, which ultimately turns out pretty ugly looking. Tasty though. Tasted great, but I think if you're, if you're going to make pumpkin carbonara, I would suggest using just regular noodles instead of the black squid ink because the, uh, the yellowy orangey sauce on the black ends up looking just kind of Barfy. a weird color of brown and barf, but it did taste very good. Yeah, it was good. But uh, it's very easy to to do that recipe, and you should give it a shot if you're looking for ways to use pumpkin other than pumpkin pie. Listeners at home, tag us in your Instagram photos of your pumpkin 
Pumpkin carbonara. Pumpinara. I've been really into saying pumpy or pumpy is because I think it's funny. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I, uh, we, uh, we also have another recipe for uh, roasted carrot hummus that's very orange. Very and I've been orange. eating that and cooking that a lot lately. I've been trying to increase my vegetable intake. I'm trying to be a lot healthier. So instead of eating combos, chips and guac or pizza combo pizza flavors... I've been I've been making hummus at home in my new food processor. But if you just make regular hummus, but you roast four or five carrots, put them in the food processor with the uh, the garbanzo beans and the tahini and lemon and olive oil, salt, pepper, paprika, some garlic. It turns out super roasty and awesome. And it's then delicious, very delicious. And then the more you fill up on vegetables. Instead of pizza combos from the gas station, instead down of the gas street. station food, the better things are going to be. And I've been trying to do that there, a lot lately. There's, there's um, Alton Brown. He had like a diet plan where you eat carrots and green tea. Where you, uh, he it was it, instead of re, instead of re, removing certain items from your your daily intake, like no carbs, no cheese, whatever. You're just making sure that you eat certain things every day. So you're supposed to eat carrots every day. You're supposed to eat broccoli every day. You're supposed to have green tea every day. You're supposed to have oily fish, um, Greek yogurt, these kinds of things, whole grains like farro or barley or farro. brown rice. Is it farro? It is. Me if farro doesn't sound right. <laughs> So I've been trying to do that lately, and I'm and I'm dipping actual carrots into carrot hummus. What? For a for a veg inception. That's so cruel. It's cool, but I've the I tried to make. That's like, do you ever feel weird when you eat chicken and eggs together? I don't. Okay. Every, like one out of a hundred times, I'll I'll think about it and giggle, but I don't feel weird. Okay. Um, Did you read? There was a study. I, th- I think it was on Business Insider. Of course. That plants know. When they're being eaten. Really? Yeah. So vegetarians out there, you might as well eat a cow every now and then. But they don't know that. Well, they don't know that they're being eaten if they're already dead, though. Do they? Yeah, but same with a cow. If a cow's already dead, you're not like cutting part of a cow's butt off. Yeah, but nobody's walking around. No humans are eating cows while they're still alive. Yeah, same with you'll get bucked. <laughs> but zebra, same with a, a leaf of butter lettuce. Uh, so, that's interesting. It's very interesting. This was on Business Insider? Yes. So, that means vegetarians, what are you going to do? Everything is dead when you eat it. You're going to have to wait until... Well, I've heard that there's there's like fruit... There's a certain kind of fruitarian. Like people who only eat fruit, obviously. But there's people who go so far as to only eat fruit... That has already fallen off the the tree. It died naturally. I've heard that. So that sounds like the most challenging diet of all time. Because then you're just waiting by trees all day, going hungry, <laughs> yeah, you're shivering just, in the cold. You're just sitting under a tree, hoping. Come to- on, Mister Brayburn. Yeah. <laughs> I, and then do are, do some of them cheat it a little bit and like shake the tree a little bit oh. and help it along? I don't know. Because like. The difference between one shake and no shake could be like dinner. Three days of waiting for an apple to drop. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. You just like one apple could be like ready to fall at any time. It's like it's like labor for a child. Like you're in you're going into labor. For listeners at home, the premier podcast discussing child labor. <laughs> Not child labor. I'm talking about... like child labor. You said it's like child labor. <laughs> okay, baby labor. Okay, so if you get like a small, I don't know, Sri Lankan child <laughs> to shake the Braeburn apple tree... No! <laughs> I'm talking about if a pregnant woman is going into labor with her child... Oh, it's like like, like giving birth. Yes. I thought you may, meant like making tiny Chinese children make iPad but yeah, that's, Air 2s. Yeah, all all fruitarians have a child labor that the I don't know. Yeah, it's like when a, a Jewish you child labor and everything just goes black. It's like you know? when a Jewish person has to pay somebody to turn the lights on and off on a Sunday. Oh, who's telling us this? I mean, it's a common thing. Like on the I, for, I forgot was, what it's called because I'm not Jewish, but it's a very normal thing. Like on 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 sun, like on certain Sundays. No, it's like on, on high Sabbath? holy days. Yeah, it's on, on high like, holy days. On like holidays, like um, my f- oh yeah, I know who can't use any technology. You my can't, friend Alicia was walking in no elevators. South Williamsburg in New York, which is you know there's a very Hasidic part of uh, South Williamsburg, and this old lady with one of those like you know pipe cleaner hats like came up to her. Wait, no, she was wearing a scarf. Probably I don't know. That seems like an old Jewish man thing to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Like, yo, she, can you hit the crosswalk button? Like, no, she like, like. Can you beat this level at Pokemon? Her and sort of like was uh, elbowing at her and said, you know, come with me. And she figured, well, it's not a dangerous, large right. man in the dark. I'll I follow her. her. And so it was in the middle of the summer and she asked her to, you know, she pointed to the fan and she pointed to the light and then just handed her an apple and said, you know, like, run along now, like. As you know, thank you for doing this. I can't turn on the fan, or my God will strike me down where I yeah. stand. She hands her the remote and writes down, "Can you record <laughs> Breaking Bad for me tonight? <laughs> I can't watch it." <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like that. So, yeah, the I don't even know why we're talking about fruitarian, this. but the apple hanging from the fruit—it's in labor. You don't know if it's going to come out now or if it's going to come out in 48 hours. No. That was my that was my labor thing. But anyways, Halloween is here. <laughs> Halloween, when's the last time you went trick-or-treating? Uh, like three days ago. <laughs> What's your Halloween name, Jason? Halloween? Like like on The Simpsons when you... Like, yeah, like bat-graining. Um, Jason Boort. Boo, do better. You could do better. I just thought of it right now. I don't have one. I have Crip Stiffer Fangs, Creep Stiffer Chang, or Texas Changsaw Massacre. <laughs> There's better ones, I'm sure. That's good. But also, Jason, the guy from Friday the 13th, is already named Jason. Jason. So I'm already there. Okay. I've got the goalie mask. Listeners at home, send us your uh, <laughs> Halloween names. Our listeners have a lot of homework to do. We well, have like four listeners at home. What's your? F- <laughs> yeah, none of them. They're mostly on the go. Aww. What's your favorite Halloween candy that you received when you were a youngster? Uh, favorite Halloween candy? I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite candy overall. I never. What, when you were a kid, what was your favorite like chocolate bar? Uh, I I really hated chocolate when I was a kid. I would only eat like fruit based candies because I was really against like chocolate getting stuck in my teeth. And yeah, that clearly changed in high school because. If you've seen me, I've ballooned since I was a child. Really <laughs> let myself go. But I was really into just like plain Jane Skittles when I was a kid. 
because I could chew them, and if they got stuck in my teeth, I could like pick them out. Whereas like a Snickers bar, like the caramel was in my teeth for days. Oh, uh, okay. Like. Um, but I'm really into candy corn. Have always been really recently. Uh, had candy corn ice cream, which was great. Uh, from Salt and Straw on Larchmont, the new uh, yeah ice cream shop that's from the Portland. red carpet ice cream place. Yeah, and uh, you know, it wasn't the best flavor. The best flavor they had that was seasonal was Witch's Brew, which was like a green. It wasn't minty, but it you know it was like. If you took all the like mint element out of mint ice cream, and like um, so vanilla, no, 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 it wasn't as you know. And then there was like maybe orange marmalade. There was something going on there that was like sort of citrusy. It was very good. I recommend you try it if you live in the Los Angeles or Portland areas. Okay, it was very good. Uh, you know, I, I, um, I like ice cream. When I was a kid, I used to eat a. I my favorite was Three Musketeers or Almond Joy. Which are two like very white trash chocolate bars. Those are not white trash. Almond Joy. Almond Joy is not white trash. Any what was the other one? Mounds. Did you like Mounds too? No, I mean it was fine, but I mean Almond Joy was kind of a more upscale cosmopolitan. It was it, chocolate bar. It literally what out of the mass mass market chocolate. I mean it. What about when I was grand? when I was eight years old, they didn't have Mast Brothers chocolate. You know, you're you're just eating like the the fun size Snickers or whatever. Do you feel worse after you after you eat one regular size Snickers or like six fun size Snickers? Six fun size, really? Probably because there's more. Maybe there's more chocolate because there's more surface. Well, fine, like four, whatever the equivalent is. Probably. I guess I've never thought. But then that makes me think. I really don't remember the last time you ate a full Snickers me bar. or anybody I know has like gone to the market and bought like a Snickers bar and eaten it all. It's very true. When I, If I'm in the gas station or... Like nobody orders lemon, Snickers bars anymore. Yeah, like I... And if I have like a kind of hankering for chocolate because of my pregnancy, I'm pregnant... Listeners at home, yep. Um, I'll get M and M's because I can just eat like a few of them, stop, and I'll have some more later. You know, oh, yeah, that's been my move. I wonder if Snickers is hurting. I don't think Snickers is hurting. You think people are buying in other parts of the world? Yeah, plus like you know they exist in McFlurries and everywhere else. <laughs> they exist in McFlurries. And like you know Dreyer's ice cream, I'm sure has a Snickers and McFlurries collab. exist in you. Mm-hmm. Weird. Dreyer's. Dreyer's. Um, w- one question that I had on some old podcast notes that I feel like, I feel like we should have like a couple qu- normal questions that are asked every week when we have a guest, which we don't have a guest. So like, we'll try it on you. All right. What do you, th- what is your favorite single bite of food that you can have? Savory. Uh Del Taco, Chicken Soft Taco. <laughs> Del Taco, Chicken Soft Don't Taco. Don't repeat it so loud. Is that that it? I mean, you are speaking into a microphone. Yeah, but I you mumbled there's it. No, no, there's no wrong answer. There's no shame. I think that's great. But, you know, I think that's my, like, daily driver answer. I've had plenty of great food in my life. The only food I ever crave, I'll say is KFC specifically when I drive by a KFC and smell it. Well, I'm not I'm not talking about your daily driver. I'm talking about 
What do you think the perfect bite of food is? I'm period. I, like I your might, favorite perfect one. I may just stick to that because that's the you answer should, that can. immediately comes up in that's, my head. That's what you should. So. Oh, sorry. Can I side note? <laughs> I'm going to side note. So yes. yesterday. <laughs> I thought you said, can I sign out? No. Yesterday I uh, ran a bunch chat. of errands at work and I was just out and about all day and, and I decided to get a cookie from Shortcake because I was at the Grove and... I was like, which was is like, a mall here in LA. Yeah, sorry, it's a mall in LA, and they have a farmers market attached mm-hmm. to which there belongs a, a small like coffee pastry shop called Shortcake. Yes, and um, I got a cold brew coffee, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get a cookie, and then I I took a bite of it, and it was so good. <laughs> I think I just needed sugar because I you know hadn't really eaten all day or whatever, and I started like I felt my eyes well up, and then. I started like laughing to myself maniacally because I was like, because like, the cookie was so good. Yeah, but then because I was like, I finally get it when people have had a hard day and they have like, like when you know, girls specifically will be like, just I I need this, you know, like I understood that feeling and I just was laughing through the grove like a crazy person. People were looking at me. So that you had your like so that was maybe you know my most recent best bite of food I've ever had. What kind of cookie was this? It was a white chalk macadam. White chalk macadam. Um, that sounds great. There's a, there's a, like a muffies. Don't they make cookies like that? Muffies? Yeah, there's like a brand of cookies. They, no, they do a blueberry mac blueberry macadamia white chocolate. I think. Muff. They're really good. Super good. From muff. Muffy. No. <laughs> don't. Uh, so you were you had like the. Single mom, just got home from work, picked the kids up from soccer practice. From soccer practice. You know, nine in the afternoon. Everything is going wrong. The, you know. This is the one thing I get You're today. loading the, gar- the, <laughs> the groceries into the minivan, and the truck drives by, splashes water on you. You drop your cell phone. You don't know where your husband's at. He won't, well, because I'm a single mom, you've already established that at this point. <laughs> In my head, Wonderwall is playing by Oasis. Wonderwall is playing, and then oh, no, what's the other one? Olympus. Champagne Supernova is Limp playing. Biscuit. Everything sucks is playing in your head, and then you get this cookie, and then the whole world stops. And it's it's the Carpenters close to you in my head. All right, now. so if you live in L.A., go over to sh- what's it called? Shortcake. Shortcake. And get a, or just you know, if you've had a hard day, get dip, a get a cookie. Did you dip it into milk or anything? No, I don't have time for that. I'm a working woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a woman on the go. You'll probably spill it all over your dress. Yeah. I was thinking that my all-time favorite single bite is a very warm, fresh-baked piece of bread with some high-quality butter and some sea salt sprinkled on top. A very good bite of bread. And I think Food. I, f- I feel like when that when those three things are done at the highest possible level, there's no more satisfying bite to me. What's your favorite off the shelf butter? Off the shelf butter? I forgot what it's called. I have it in my fridge right is now. Is it not Kerrygold? Uh, yeah, it is Kerrygold. I've like tried all those. That's like, the silver and gold yeah, wrap. It's the metal Irish wrapping one. Grass fed cow one. Yeah, and it's so much better than all the like you know Horizon Organic, like, all the super like organic Whole Foodsy brands. Like, 
Kerrygold's just so much. And better. that's the brand that all the people, all like the paleo people and the people who do like um, bulletproof coffee and all that stuff, they all recommend that. So because the cows are grass fed as well. It's probably that, yeah. Like it's it's affordable. It's very good quality. It tastes great, and it's all natural. So a lot of times you'll see that butter be sold out at a lot of places because. A lot of people are stocking up to get all the good fats out of it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever made butter before? I've never made it. No, I've seen videos on how to make it, but I've never made it. Sorry, what were your other questions before I went on my rant about being a single Sheena Easton working girl? I think uh, that I think that was the only That's one. The only question you have to ask that, your guests that uh, that applies to n- not having a guest. All of our questions were for a guest who decided not to come today. <laughs> Um, but one thing that he did go to that was going on a couple of days ago here in LA, they had this dinner event called the future of junk food mm-hmm. where they took like a dozen or so local chefs and had them recreate a junk food item and elevate it to a certain level. Like what? Um, the chef from Rustic Canyon which is a really awesome restaurant here in LA here in LA and Santa Ana or San Santa Monica uh he did like an up, his version of a fried bologna sandwich oh i saw this on the internet yeah yeah it looked really good yeah it did look very good did he make his own bologna mhm did he use like mortadella or something mhm he did but that sounds so like a a very fun <laughs> it sounds like a very fun task to do what would you recreate i don't know my favorite junk foods are cheetos uh, just plain jane cheetos yeah regular cheetos not flaming hot not puffs just the crunchy mm-hmm. um i like that and i i like just like a like a big dumb sandwich and i like both of those combined so maybe i would take like uh try to like my favorite sandwich is just like an Italian sandwich cold cuts but not with cold cuts with with turkey turkey provolone mm-hmm. turkey provolone lettuce tomato yeah mayo mustard a little avocado if uh if they have it and cheetos and if i could i would probably figure out a way to put all of those together in some certain way i know that making food powder or food dust is very popular right now mm-hmm. i i just reading something about it where you just take whatever Freeze item it, right um either that or dehydrate it and then put it in a food processor it, or a yeah. grinder and into a powder so like you know if you want to like the same way you would make dried herbs like just buy some fresh rosemary dry it out, dry it out. you can dehydrate it or put it in a low oven for a few hours and then just and then just put it in like a spice grinder or something until it turns into a powder. Maybe figure out a way to do that. Can you dehydrate cheese, or does what happens to it? Uh, I feel like you can freeze. I think I saw Heston Blumenthal do that actually with like a block of cheese to make freeze dry it. He like yeah, he freeze dried it and then he just crushed it. Yeah, so I'd probably do something like that. Okay. For my Cheeto element, but then I don't know. You, you kind of need the crunch as well. I would like to figure out how Cheetos are made and then recreate them myself. 
with you have to ask Chester the cheetah. <laughs> Ch- we'll have to ask Chester, but I feel like does he have a girlfriend? I don't think Is so. Is her name Chessie the cheetah? <laughs> I I love those Cheetos commercials where the, he's a slick talking guy. Yeah, they're actually pretty well done. Cheesy. <laughs> You gotta be cheesy. I don't know what they say. Have you ever seen that reel? <laughs> I don't of, think they say that. Of it's like a compilation on YouTube of of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, and it's just all his bad puns in like four minutes. And he's just like, "I'm sorry to have been cold hearted at your situation." Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen those. <laughs> hey, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to be for Halloween this year? For Halloween, um, uh, uh, I had a dream the other day <laughs> that I was Prague, like the uh, Czech Republic's capital. Mm-hmm. And in my dream, I just cut out a large piece of cardboard and wore it like a sandwich sign around my neck. And was the cardboard in the shape of Prague? Of Prague, yeah, of all the borders of Prague. Is that a distinguishable border? No, no one's gonna know okay. what it is. I'm gonna do it now because I had it. It came to me in a dream, you know. Okay. So it's not like it's like out you know the California. Virgin Mary being like, came to me in a dream, but I'm not pregnant. Right. Um. No. Yeah. No one's gonna know. They're gonna have to ask. So you're the fine city of Prague. I am Prague, and people are gonna come up to me, and I'm going to tell bad jokes like, "Hey, check me out," mm-hmm. or "Well, the prognosis on that," etc. Yes was a prog rock band. Um, so what, what are you going to... You know, Franz Kafka's been inside of me. <laughs> what are you actually going to be? Do you know That's yet? what I'm going to do. I've You're no, really going to do that? I'm gonna, I have no better... You have a better idea for me? No. What were you last year? What did I do last year? You were with me. I don't remember. It must have been something that bad. I need a new costume idea. Every year I'm Pau Gasol, the Lakers basketball player. But maybe it's time to hang it up. Maybe, But like in Hollywood or L.A., there's Halloween lasts for two weeks. Yeah, people were dressed up all this last weekend too. People it really were dressed up me. all last week. I'm going to a Halloween party tomorrow, the day after, and the day after that, which is actually Halloween. So the next three days in a row... Are you going to anything on November 1st? <laughs> no. Are you not? No, thank God. Oh. November 1st, I'm going to the airport because I'm flying to New York and then driving with my friend Dan across Hi, Dan. the country from New York to L.A. So I want our listeners at home to tweet at me some recommendations of where to eat or where to get coffee in the following cities, which we will, in theory, be stopping at. Prague? Prague, Czech Republic. <laughs> I think they say Praha. Praha? We're, okay, I'm not going to Prague. We're going to start in New York, and then we're going to Blacksburg, Virginia. Blacksburg, Virginia is near Richmond-ish. It's where Virginia Tech is, which is a college. So it's a dangerous place. It's, a da- it's not a dangerous to place. To go somewhere with a Korean person. <laughs> yes. Um, but the, I have an aunt and uncle and cousins who live there, so we're going to stay there. I'm, I don't really think there's going to be much for me. It, we're just going to be kind of crashing there for the night. Um, going to Nashville. So places to go in Nashville, please shout me out. 
I think Hot Springs, Arkansas. Arkansas. Hot tips if you got them for there. Let me know. Prove him wrong. Um, and then what's the other city that kind of is like Nashville? I can't think of the name right now. Uh, Memphis? Memphis. Wait, are they? They're no. Both in Tennessee? No, it's not Memphis. Um, I'm, we're going to go to Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Um, easy top fans out there. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Are New Mexicans the same as Old Mexicans? <laughs> kind of. Um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Phoenix, Arizona, and that's it. Um, How did you choose these cities? Because I get Albuquerque and I get Phoenix, and you lost me with most no. It is Memphis, else. actually. It is no Nashville, Little Rock, Den Dallas, Albuquerque, Phoenix. Why did LA. you decide the South versus the Midwest? Um, because I I I like the South a lot. I'm really, I consider myself way more in touch with the South than the Midwest. Have you ever driven through the Midwest? Um, through, not, through Tana? No, not really. Big sky country? No, I haven't, but I you feel. You don't know what you're missing. It's God's country. I'm sure it is, but I feel, I, I'm, I've traveled to a lot of places in America. Have you been to Butte, Montana? I have not. Me neither. <laughs> just, just like saying but I, I seem to get along with the the southerners more so than the northerners myself. Do you think they'll rise again? <laughs> you know what? I sure hope so. Oh no! The <laughs> listeners at home tweet money at me for that <laughs> comment. My uh, a lot of my family is from. It's not the deep south, but Virginia, West Virginia. So like parts of the country that are considered. More southern than not, even though they're very close to the north. But, you know, a lot of my family has a very country accent, and they drink sweet tea and have barbecues and all that stuff. So, and a lot, I have a lot of friends from, like, the Carolinas, and I, I just seem to get along better with them. And I like, I love southern food so much. Do you like ludicrous? I love Ludacris. I think he's from the South. He's from, he is from Atlanta. Yes. Are you going to Atlanta? Did I'm, you say that? I'm not going to Atlanta. It's, I, I would love to go further. I would love to go like Atlanta, New Orleans kind of thing, but that's too far South. Out of, it'll take too long. We're, we're trying to do New York to LA in six days. Whoa. Do you think it can be done? Yes. And it has to be done because on Sunday, I'm going to be uh, appearing at the Eastside Food Festival here in Los Angeles, which we'll plug really quick before we leave you. Uh, it's Sunday, November 8th at the Max Senate Studios. It's brought to you by uh, my friend Ann is doing it, and I'm helping out as well uh, a little bit. And Zach, who from Food is the New Rock. Hi, Zach. He's co-presenting uh, it. And there's a bunch of people there, like Evan Kleiman from KCRW is going to be there. Hi, Zach. My new best friend. Um, and they're going to have like a bunch of food vendors from the from LA, a bunch of demos and stuff like that. I'm going to DJ, and then <laughs> Eleni Oyster Bar Ooh. in Silver Lake is going. The guy from Eleni is going to do a live oyster shucking demonstration. And I'm 
I think I'm going to be co-hosting that with him. You're gonna shuck along with him. I'm gonna shuck along with him. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer my color commentation and uh, hopefully. Will spi- your mother be there? Spice things up. I don't think my mother will be there. Why not? But she should be there, shouldn't yeah. she? I um, bet you could call her a mother shucker. <laughs> wow. That wasn't a bad word. That was a bad, that was a horrible no. joke. Uh, Jason, uh, so six days on the road. Yes. In a car. Yes. With two, three smelly dudes other than yourself. One smelly dude other than myself. Me and one Korean. Oh. One Korean and I. Uh, Who doesn't smell at all? How are you gonna look on Sunday? It's gonna be one of those. It's gonna be straight out of a movie. Like uh, it's gonna be probably s- driving straight from Phoenix to this place and then and then hopping on stage and doing an oyster shucking demonstration. <laughs> For those of you who want to see Jason as a train wreck, make <laughs> sure to check out the Eastside Food Festival. Mm-hmm. Our friend Zach will be there as well. But, you know, I'm only going to be gone for six days, like not a lot. What am I going to do? I have no other friends in Los Angeles for listeners at home. (laughs) If you're hearing this and you live in Los Angeles, please send me a text message. I'll I'll, I'll send you a postcard from from, uh, Arkansas. Okay. That's not how you say it. But if you really do live in those cities or know about food in those cities, please send me some recommendations. I want to go stop and I'm going to be documenting it maybe recording some video stuff we'll, we'll we'll see but um that would be very nice of you and go check out the east side food fest um let me pull it up really quick uh, yes wait what is this called so you guys like uh it's not called taste of the east side east side go to iheartsilverlake.com uh thank you so much for listening to this podcast it's called The Stew. You can find us on iTunes, which you already have because you're listening. But please, we're just getting started. So this is a free pod that we do for every week. All we ask is that you give us a nice five-star review. Subscribe if you if you think somebody you know would like this pod. Send them a recommendation. Give me money. <laughs> and eventually, just start sending him small bills and coins that you have. Please. Give me money. I'll take anything. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at them jeans. You follow me on Twitter at their uh, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> at Jeremy Renner. Nope. At Neg Nans. I'm not Jerry Renner. Guys <laughs> at home. You can go to nesthq.com/eats where all of this can be found, including food videos. You can watch the video of Chris and I making Halloween carbon pumpkin carbonara, and so much more. Okay, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>